Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Two Thumbs Up Podcast. As always, joined by Ducky, and we have lots of mobile gaming news to talk about this week. Obviously, we did take a week off as I was on vacation, and in the week that I was gone, everything imaginable happened. Nah, I'm just kidding. Not everything imaginable. Apex didn't get revived, so that would, that would, that would have to be included in the category, but... We do have a lot to talk about, so we're just going to go ahead and hop in. If you guys are enjoying these, make sure to hit the subscribe button or the follow button if you're over on Spotify. But hopping into the topics, uh, I think one of the big things that was talked about a lot last week is a new game called Hyperfront. You guys probably heard about it a while ago. It is basically a Valorant ripoff for mobile. Ducky, did you get a chance to try Hyperfront at all? Yeah, so I played it... Um... And like first impressions where it was surprisingly polished because I know a lot of people going into it on Twitter were like, I think it was either you or no, or like someone was like, it's a net ease game, so we can't expect a lot out of it. But to be honest, like I didn't have a single bug, glitch, is like issue, nothing with the game. It was just, I kind of hopped in, played the aim and like my sensitivity is kind of weird. Um, but other than that, like I have to give them, I guess, credit. I mean, they stole a game. They, they ripped off a game, so you can't give them too much credit, but they did good. They did a good job at cloning it. I will say that. So I've only had like 30 minutes of experience, but I was gonna play ranked hopefully later today. So we'll see if I get around to doing that. Yeah, from the uh, obviously I was on vacation, so I didn't really get a chance to try it. I think one of the notable things to talk about just regarding the launch itself is we were under the impression that it was gonna be a global launch, but there was like a yep. press release or whatever that they put out that specifically stated that both India and North America would not be included in the launch. And obviously... Well, no, I think it was uh, just the United States because Canada and Mexico got it. So... Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, only North America, which I'm assuming has something to do with copyright law. <laughs> I don't know why it would be because I'm pretty sure Riot is owned by Tencent, which is a Chinese company. But maybe it's the fact that uh, Apple and Google are both based out of the U.S., so maybe something to do with uh, Riot's ability to strike them, sue them, something else. Uh, but whatever it is, the United States is not getting, and it appears <laughs> India is not getting Hyperfront either, and obviously those are two pretty big markets to be missing out on. Yeah, it was kind of, like, weird. So... I wasn't aware of Hyperfront until the like two days before and everyone was going crazy over like the $50,000 tournaments that they announced, um, which we can talk on later. Um, but that was my first like, introduction to the game. And I think I had maybe, well, the only Valorant Mobile news I had heard up to then was the actual Valorant Mobile being in closed beta in like China. But I like, I don't know. I was like, all right, sick. This is going to be cool. But I, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm not hyping this up. I'm not overhyping this. We we just did this with Apex Mobile two months ago where we were like, this is going to be the new best game of, of all time. It's going <laughs> to smash records. I'm going pro. So I'm going to be the face of Hyperfront. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a, I had a tweet out there saying I was going to be the face of Hyperfront the day it came out uh, uh -huh. just as a joke. but And then the game comes out, and I'm like, all right, I'll wake up in the morning, download it, make some content, 8 a.m., it's not in the app store. Noon, it's not in the app store. And I was like, sick. Either, they either failed the launch for the United States or it's just not coming out of the United States and it's not coming out of the US. So um, I think that's two huge markets. Obviously, like LATAM um, and like, you know, other parts of Asia got it, which is, you know, happy for them. But when you think of like the 5v5 um, Valorant type games, I think of NA 
Like, yeah. it's a very NA EU game, mm -hmm. and not having NA in that pool of players for you for them to potentially have on the game, I think it's just an L. Like, so right then, I was like, this isn't like I'll, I'll upload a video or two, and I'm about to upload my second one, and that's gonna be it because there obviously just isn't interest. Like, why would you upload or like, why would you focus a game? that is missing in two of the largest like, gaming demographic countries out there. I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I was skeptical. Anything that NetEase makes, I'm just automatically gonna be skeptical <laughs> going into it because I was a rules of survival content creator for a long time and didn't have the best experience with them doing that. I think on top of that, <laughs> there is a video on Twitter showing like how ridiculously strong the aim assist is as they're yeah. like, they're trying to pull their crosshair away from the player and it literally won't leave the player like it it's sticking to the player almost like i'm not going to call it free fire level aim assist but it's, it's <laughs> definitely up there and especially I, I this is part of the reason why i think it's talked about a lot is because games like csgo and valorant are extremely aim based games there's there's no movement mechanics there's nothing else it, it's all about strategy and about your aim and if you don't have aim then you're not going to be good at the game the fact that a game like hyperfront is that hyper focus on making things easier by adding that much aim assist i think is a huge l uh which yep. does lead to another topic because there's a game that went into closed beta today that's been making some noise. I've seen Winsanity talk about them on Twitter. Uh, a number of different content creators tried out the game. I think back when it was in alpha, it's called Project Rush B. And I'm not going to say it, it looks more original than Hyperfriend does. Um, <laughs> I mean, not... let's be honest. If you're making a futuristic 5v5 tactical shooter, you're just taking ideas from Valorant. Like, yeah. you can make all the original maps and all the original characters you want, mm -hmm. but like, Valorant did it first. Like CSGO put their own unique spin on it yeah. of like the search and destroy mode and every game out, out there had just been a copy of CSGO until Valorant came out and now every game is just copying Valorant. So like we know where the inspiration is coming from. You can mm -hmm. still very much make a unique game and Project Rush B or no, Hyperfront just didn't make yeah. a unique game. Um, I don't know if it was NetEase, but there was a game called Fort Craft, I think. That like two was, I believe that was NetEase, yeah. It was like two days before Fortnite Mobile came out. Yep. They released a Fortcraft. And I remember back then, like, when that came out, I was I was streaming it. And I had, like, 600 viewers that, on... That game banged for a couple of days. Dude, yeah. And then the actual Fortnite Mobile came out, and then no one cared about it. So, uh -huh. at least Hyperfront, that came out a few months before Valent Mobile was coming out. So, they get they get a little bit of the spotlight. Uh, but once Valent comes out, it's, it's over. But, yeah. I haven't seen much of Project Rush B, in all fairness. Um, they followed me and I followed them back and that's about the level of awareness I have of them um, But it's cool the more games I think it's just like a Like the capitalist like game market of like the more games there are in a space The more competition there's gonna be in between those games to make them better. So Heck if maybe project rush B comes out. It's banging. I mean, I already saw they have like a really small like $2,000 tournament announced for when it comes out um, so that's sick but I don't know. Like I'm hold. I'm reserving all of my excitement until launch because yeah. I can't have another Apex Mobile happen where the whole world gets hyped and then we all get let down. I'd rather have my expectations at the bottom of like you know the very very bottom and they come and smash it rather than having them up at the at the ceiling and then they come in super low. Yeah, I would say the the one or I guess a couple good things about Project Rush B. Number one. 
I think it's different enough from Valorant that they don't have to worry about getting sued <laughs> or copy striked or whatever. Because that's one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent reason the, the the reason that Hyperfront is not on the United yeah. States App Store is it's got to be copyright yeah. related, which makes sense that's because it. they have made a lot of games that have gotten sued, like Rules of Survival got sued. Uh, really? Yeah, Rules of Survival got sued by PUBG uh, back in the day. <laughs> uh, so they like they they specialize in making games that get sued by developers. So okay, I think Rush B is unique enough and has enough different elements that it's probably not going to worry about it. And then also the other big thing that we we're talking about, uh, Aim Assist is not going to be in Project Rush B, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people are excited for because it's going to be like the true test, assuming they have good sensitivity settings and everything else. It's going to be the true test of who has the best aim in mobile. And I think especially if they do esports right, I don't think you necessarily need to run $50,000 tournaments off the back. I know that yeah. the developer is the same developer as Battle Prime, which was, uh, it wasn't like a Ooh. huge game, Battle Prime. So it's like a, it was basically like a TPP. It was kind of like a knockoff of uh, Rogue Company. Uh, if I was to explain okay. it, but for mobile. So okay. I know a lot okay. of people like that game. It wasn't really for me, but it was well-made and was definitely popular within its own niche. So I think they have that amount of experience, and I think they're heading in the right direction on this one. I don't think it's going to, by any means, like take over and have more no. of a pull than Valorant Mobile or anything else because you do have that brand identity of Valorant that is going to be really difficult to get past. But I think it's got a lot more potential than Hyperfront did. Yeah, I mean, something that I've also realized more of these mobile launches is that, like, brand identity is key. Like, yep. you can have a, an absolutely fire game. Like, T3 Arena has been probably one of the most, like, well-launched games of the year. And there just isn't that much publicity going around about it because it just has... It had no brand identity going into it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate that there are so many good mobile games coming out that don't get the recognition they deserve because of their lack of, you know, time in the space. But then you have games coming out like Apex, you know, uh, one of these days, someone has to make a compilation of how many times we've talked about Apex. But it's just <laughs> it's just the example of what not to do. Yeah. Like you have you have to be honest. It's the right now it's the perfect example of how not to launch a mobile game if it's there's anyone out there. Our, uh, one of our, I think it was our first title or our second title of the podcast was <laughs> Apex is setting the bar for mobile. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, okay, the first thing's right, but in hindsight, that wasn't a great title. The first two weeks was like the honeymoon phase. And to yeah. be honest, the first two weeks was some of the most intense, like, content competition we've seen in a long time. Yep. And then after those two weeks, we we're like, oh, wait, uh, this, this isn't. This isn't what we thought it was. It's kind of some bugs here and some some issues. Um, but I feel like the only thing that Hyperfront and Project Rush B have against them is they have no brand identity. Their brand is copying an existing game format and then hoping their game takes it far enough. So if they have the the structure and the bones of a really solid game, then like T3 Arena. They can go places, you know, the word of mouth is, you know, if anything stronger, because if I have people coming to my stream, my, in my chat saying like, have you played this game? Have you, you should play this game. Like that's so much more powerful getting it recommended to me uh, by someone I trust rather than like just seeing them on Twitter, like seeing, you know, because there's so many games coming out, there's so many companies, there's so many, you know, this and that, that like word of mouth, if, if they do it right, hopefully people recommend it enough so that it takes off before Valid Mobile, because if they can't get anything 
going before Valor Mobile, then it's wraps, bro. That game yep. just gonna. I I still think I'm like if I was in the casino and I was betting on something, I'd put my money on Valor Mobile right now. Like, and I think people, I think seeing the level of hype on Hyperfront and how many people were excited to play that, like a ripoff Valor Mobile that's not even in the United States or India, I think that should get people even more excited for the potential of Valor Mobile. But hey, that's just me. I'll just. I'll stand on the sidelines. I'll, I'll come back and say, this will either be the biggest I told you so, <laughs> or you can come back and be like, you're an idiot. And that's cool with me. I'll take it. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see. I think, like you talked about, brand identity is huge. I, I think the only mobile titles that have been able to do big things without a big brand identity outside of like the early games, like Jetpack Joyride and that type of thing <laughs> have been, uh, it, it's been Supercell titles, and that's because yeah. the brand of Supercell has become what it is, and that's the, really the driving force for all the new games that they come out with. So anything new that they come out with, you can bank on it being big in content and esports because they've proven mm -hmm. over and over again that they know how to do it. But right now, there's no other mobile developer that's really done it like that outside of Tencent, who themselves is taking those brand identities and just putting a game to it. So I'm yeah. curious to see. I, I think TapTap Tap is because you did a, a tap tap sponsored stream right trying I out did. a bunch of their stuff i it, did it looked like a lot of those games had potential so i'm curious to see if maybe tap tap becomes the new maybe not the new supercell but <laughs> somewhat somewhat similar to that well, in having that recogn recognizability in the game tap tap out. to my i mean i was sponsored so i hope i'm getting this right um they're just a game app store they're not a game publisher well they're, and you they're can, a developer they they own the the developer of T3 Arena, so they own most oh, of the, okay. the games that are being put on there. Yeah. Hey, well, they were launching like 20, 30 games. So if they own all of them, like, yeah. or maybe the maybe the game's exclusive because some of the games on TapTap were also on like iOS and were also on Google mm -hmm. Play. Yeah. Um. So they weren't like just TapTap exclusive, but some were. Mm -hmm. And I played one game. I think it wasn't a TapTap exclusive, but it was like uh, a mobile Super Smash Bros. I watched that. And that looked dude, really good. It was polished, no issues, super fun, like diver. Like it was really good. Like yeah, I can't, like, like, I played Brawl. I'm sponsored, before, but... which is like a knockoff, knockoff uh, Super Smash Bros. But I watched that. I was like, this actually looks like Super Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. Like it, and and also when like I suck at Super Smash Bros. Like I remember uh, when we were at the Content House in Austin for a week. Someone brought their Switch and was playing Smash on it. And I was like, dude, I'm not even sitting down, bro. I'm going to get my butt handed to me left, right, and center over in this game. Like, I've never been able to play a Smash-type game. And I was maybe, okay, maybe it's just the controls are easy. Maybe it's just mobile. I don't know. But, like, I was actually pretty good. Like, I had some people uh, 1v1 me from the stream. And, like, I beat some of them. And so, and that's the problem is, like, there's so many good mobile games out there that you can't we can't cover them all yeah. like we'd love to just have the ability to play whatever game we want and it just posts and it'd be like all right sick that worked out you know what's mm -hmm. the next game i'm gonna play but um it doesn't doesn't work at that so that's a really cool game and i hope it does well you know with longevity but um it's just it's too it's super it's like a super niche game it's like a ultra niche game but speaking of new games coming out um i'm out i is imo i'm out bro he put he he, he clown me is imo i think it's imo yeah i think it's imo imo uh content creator in tribe uh apex mobile um what was the other game the 
he played? Uh, I, it's area not F2. Area F2. Did that game uh -huh. also get sued? Yes, they got sued off the App Store. Sick. Was Mo that an Eddie's game? Dude, no, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I, Maybe it was. I, I, I never played <laughs> Area F2. What was it? Dude, the, the, close quarters combat is like some mm -hmm. five, four, CQB. five. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot. I remember when Fortnite Mobile was just getting its grasp. Like all the insane players on the game were coming from that, and I was like, "Bro, what? Like, I never heard of these games." Mm -hmm. um, but IMO is in the works of developing a close quarters combat, like Rainbow Six type game, um, and it's interesting with all the new games coming out. Like just to throw into the mix a game coming out by a creator or especially a player of these games, um, and so. Just wanted to, to bring it up, take, you know, take each other's opinions on it because I don't have the time, energy, resources to make a game. I can't believe he's sticking with, like, the amount of but energy. Dude. Because somebody asked me on Twitter the other day, like, Bobby, why don't you just make your own game? You have so many good <laughs> ideas. I'm like, guys, I don't think you understand the, the level of time, commitment, all that goes. Even if you're not developing it yourself, even if you're not the manager, there's still so many things that have to go into that. Like massive respect to him for sticking with that because that that's got to be like a huge pull on his time, and, and like you said, it is really interesting because I think there there are a lot of perspectives that only content creators can bring to games because we see the the inner workings and how everything happens. Mm -hmm. I think because of that, it does have a lot of potential. I think more than likely it's going to come down to timing if he can beat rainbow <laughs> six to market then there's a possibility that he can get like a decent market share uh but also at the same time he's not like a it would be one thing if he was a ferg level content creator and can directly push like yeah millions of viewers straight to his game i think it is going to be a lot tougher might be able to get tribe to back it and might be able to get ferg to back it because of tribe and everything Please. else but uh, I think I mean, it's hey. going to be interesting to see just the pacing of how quickly he's able to get it to market. I say might be able to get uh, the big ducky to back it. No. Uh, I mean, I think it's something <laughs> like if the game is good and content creators in the scene enjoy it and it's something like I'm very much so that that'd be sick to have a creator made game that's doing well and popping off. Um, and, and like you said, I think there's a lot of aspects as creators and competitive players that like the executives and the suits and the corporate people who make these games, like they just don't have that experience. Like I can't imagine the people making Rush B have ever hit like Radiant and Valorant. Like I don't think they know what it's like to put in, or maybe, hey, maybe I'm assuming and someone from Project Rush B has watched this, I apologize. <laughs> um, but the chances are they're just like casual players of these games or casual ranked gamers. Um, and I know I'm a sit Predator, um in apex mobile i'm assuming he was probably a top tier um area of two player and so it'd be really interesting to see the perspectives um that is brought into that game and it doesn't even come down to like graphics or optimization necessarily it's just more like if the structure and like the the potential for the game is there that'd be awesome um but like bro i don't have the chops like it, i have a minecraft server and and that in a way is kind of like creating a game because you're like you're making a game within a game mm -hmm. but like i have uh my developers do everything uh you know managers like i'm pretty hands-off with like the actual construction of the server um but i can only imagine if you're making something from the ground up like dude 
Like sometimes I'm like, ah, man, you know, it's been a few days since he posted. I'm like, oh, wait, the guy's making a game. Like <laughs> the guy is creating a game that'll be on the app store soon. Like, so I mean, props nonetheless. And if you guys haven't heard about it, um, you know, if we have any more updates, I guess on the game, because I don't even know when it's coming out. Like you said beating Rainbow Six is huge and I agree, but I don't know when his game or Rainbow Six is coming out. Yeah. Well, I think so. the one thing I will say, I don't think his game is even in alpha. I don't even know if it's close to alpha yet. Uh, and we know Rainbow Six is already past the alpha. And I've, I've heard rumors of things coming soon of different things that they're working on. So there's a, I think there's a good chance with the way that Rainbow Six is going about this, that they, they could be one of the first big titles to come to mobile next um from what i've heard i think valorant mobile got pushed back so it's not going to be launching this year uh warzone yeah. mobile definitely still has a ways to go so it, it definitely we might have the beta this year but i don't see the yeah. actual launch coming soon so rainbow six might be able to capitalize and especially based on uh i think people's general frustration with apex <laughs> that could open some doors for that too yeah i mean i'm i'm really not even a big like close quarters combat guy and the only Rainbow Six content I've ever watched is people just like memeing in voice chat in the game, like mm -hmm. not even really playing the game. So I have very limited experience with Rainbow Six in those types of games. Um, maybe I enjoy it. But listen, at this point, bro, I'm down to play anything, bro. Hit, <laughs> hit me with a Candy Crush 2. I'm playing it, dude. I just want to play something new that's not uh, folded. Yep. Speaking of, speaking of another new game, or at least a game that's pop, like, bro. It's not well, new, but it seems like it's new with how many people are talking about it. Dude, uh, the the game cycle right now is the most absurd. Like, <laughs> usually it's like, oh, sick, new COD, new this, new mm -hmm. update. And Fall Guys had one of the most meteoric rises. It's up there with Among Us. Fall Guys, yeah. in my opinion, was up there with Among Us in terms of, like, their rise to success. I've and never then... seen a game rise and fall as quickly as Fall Guys did. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um... True. No, truly. Like I, that and, and and that was a game when everyone was like, bro, just grinding it, streaming it, posting it. It was it was the same thing with Among Us. Like you have a great, fun, casual game, but there's no story, there's no substance, there's nothing long term to keep players retained after they've won their eight thousandth game of Fall Guys, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened. And before that, it was also you had to pay, you had to pay yep. twenty bucks for this game, which isn't steep. Um, but a month, maybe six weeks ago, um, they made it free to play on the Epic Games Store, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you could download for free on any console, PC, and um, we're going to bring out our favorite tool, analytics, Google Trends, shout out. Let's just see, Fall Guys. Um, June. Oh, wait, this is the last 12 months. When did it blow up? Was it like, oh, more than holy yeah so it blew up in 2020 like this time yeah. last year two years ago and it's it's at like half the popularity of what it was uh when it first blew up but it looks like it's retaining a little bit more of that popularity so a game called stumble guys because i even looked it up on youtube yesterday and stumble guys the sidemen had made a video on pc of stumble guys nine months ago so this game has been out for a long time, yeah. but if you look up Stumble Guys on um, Google Trends, then Stumble Guys is a it's a free to play ripoff of Fall Guys, but it's on mobile, and Fall Guys isn't. 
And Stumble Guys just this week is peaking at its all-time high interest um, in terms of search. So it's a new mobile-only Fall Guys, and I streamed it yesterday on TikTok. I haven't listened. I haven't done a TikTok stream ever once. I did one stream, had 30 viewers on Minecraft. I streamed Stumble Guys yesterday, had 2,000 people watching me. So it's like it's storming. At least TikTok, I know it's blowing. It's like very short form, like YouTube Shorts kind of thing. Um, but it, it's it's gonna, it's, in my opinion, it's gonna have the same thing. It's gonna blow up. It's gonna die off. Give it a month. Give it a month, and it's dead. Yeah, I think uh, that's just kind of the nature of those uber casual games like Fall Guys, like Among Us. I think the crazy thing is, like, there's even sweaty tryhards in Fall Guys right now. So it, it's Bro, not even it's... like there's not any room for those people. I think it's that, bad. I think stumble guys has skill-based matchmaking because to be honest like the first game i was on that number one you're like limited on the maps you can play and number two i'm terrible at stumble guys and i still gotta win so uh having, yeah. having played against people now that actually knew how to play i understand how bad i am so skill-based matchmaking to be honest in stumble guys i don't think that's an issue at all i think if you have decided that you're gonna go try hard in a game like fall guys stumble guys I think you deserve to get matched against other tryhards because this is this yeah. is about as casual as gaming gets. But like you said, I think I think it definitely has potential for people to pull some views right now. And obviously, I don't know what the difference was between what you sent me and what I looked up. Um, yeah. Oh, it's because I searched for Apex Legends Mobile instead of Apex Mobile. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the difference. But yeah, uh, I was like. That is a, a massive whoa. Wait, yeah. I whoa. Don't, what, 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 I just what, did, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just did Stumble Guys worldwide. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's because you looked at the United States. Oh, Bro, because okay. I thought Stumble Guys was doing it. Dude. Yeah. Stumble Guys is Mr. Worldwide? It's, it's 10 times. It is 10 times right now. Apparently, it's super popular in LATAM. Yeah, I was about to say Brazil, all of like South America, the game is booming. And then in parts of. You know, Kazakhstan, shout out any Kazakhstan. The, the one guy watching, mm -hmm. your country's popping off with Stumble Guys. France. Um, yeah, Spain looks like a pretty All big Stumble Guys hub. Huh. And then the US is just like not there, which is, I guess, good. Boys, we're giving you guys the end. We should start uh, <laughs> Hustlers University for content. And we just look at Google Analytics uh, all day and then give you guys the trend. So this is it. If you guys are NA based, Canada, US, um, Stumble Guys is coming because Stumble Guys is still peaking in the US, mm -hmm. but it's it's lacking heavily in terms of world viewership, like to where it could be. So hey, listen, when I hit a million off of Stumble Guys, don't tell me I didn't tell you so. <laughs> um, but it's fascinating, and that's and that's also like I don't want to say ignorance, but it's crazy that like a game can be so popular in other parts of the world. Just didn't know about it. I figured out about it last week. You know. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. Mo I feel like that's something mobile gaming has that PC and console don't. If a game is big on PC and console, I feel like it's big worldwide. And mobile games can just be big in different like sectors of the world. Yep. It's uh, so. it's definitely very very different demographics. And obviously, uh, as mobile gamers, we we just want the best games possible. Like you talked about, competition is always a good thing. So even if it's these uber casual games coming out and giving us opportunities to maybe just mess around and have more fun with content whatever it is uh it's always fun there's another new game that we found out it's coming out this week 
if I was to give it a PC comparison point, I would say probably Rust, as it's like a wilderness survival game or whatever it is. Okay. But it is actually the first ever Unreal Engine 5 game. I think that Sheesh. Fortnite Mobile might have been on Unreal Engine 5, but it's a copy-paste. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. No. Well, no, Unreal Somebody Engine 5. Somebody replied to me and said, no, it's not the first one Fortnite was, so I didn't know. If Wait, Unreal here. Engine 5 release date, April 2022. <laughs> okay. Then, yeah, so definitely like, the in, first mobile game on... Uh, <laughs> it was definitely on Unreal Engine, but not... Okay. Like, it was like on 4. Let me see. Unreal yeah. Engine 4 release date, probably... What? Okay, this is Unreal Engine in general was released in 1998 so i don't think yep <laughs> oh uh yeah i don't oh it's predecessor release in march 2014 so okay. yeah anything released 2014 to 2022 is on unreal engine 4 um so that okay. is that well looking at it the uh obviously they dropped a trailer that looks super sick it's like whoa there's no way this is on mobile obviously stuff we saw in the trailer not actual mobile gameplay but taking a look <laughs> It looks like that the game is progressing well. And even in the current state of the videos that I saw, they still said there's a lot of work we have to do as far as graphics, textures, and everything else. So seeing uh, that type of technology making its way to mobile, I'm not a huge like Rust player. I, I mean, I guess, I guess Fortnite is, or not Fortnite, I guess Minecraft <laughs> is technically a wilderness survival game if you think about it. Uh, way less <laughs> hardcore. Rust yeah. is like hardcore. I mean, yeah. like, bro, you... You make one wrong step, you're dead. Minecraft, dude, yeah. you, you can get blown up by a creeper and you're chilling. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's cool to see more games like that making their way to mobile and I think diversifying the options because right now there's not a ton of options as far as mobile content creation goes. It's like COD Mobile or PUBG or Supercell and that's kind of it. Or, or yeah. I mean, Apex, I guess, but, you know. Yo, Apex Mobile, guys, don't forget about it. <laughs> Uh, I think it's uh, it's definitely a good sign for the direction that the game's heading, or that I guess the community is heading in general. So uh, there yeah. wasn't a ton I wanted to talk about, but obviously it's just a mention of that being the first Unreal Engine 5 game uh, to come to mobile, and I'm interested to see what directions they take it. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now, because I, I looked up Project Evo, and there wasn't anything, and your post was the second thing on Twitter. So it still seems like the game is... They like, they post all their stuff on Facebook, actually. Oh, sick. They're definitely connecting with the mobile gamers of the world on that, Facebook. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's... It looks it looks good, but it's also like... I take You take all this with a grain of salt because it's all this... like It's being rendered in the engine. It's not actually gameplay. It's yep. so like, who knows? Maybe it comes out and it's looking like a state of survival game mm -hmm. where like this is the most you know, sick trailer of all time and it's, you know, graphics and intense and then it's going to just be like, you know, 480p in the game. I hope it is not. Yeah. But once again, I can't, I have been eternally ruined by Apex <laughs> with my hype and expectation for games. It's done. Speaking of which, I mean, I guess it's the last thing we have to talk about is Apex, guys. And once again, I feel like a broken record. Um, this podcast, I think every time has brought up Apex, but it's it's really the only thing trending right now. It's really the only thing new, because uh, COD Mobile is doing its thing, chilling, you know, having a good time. You got PUBG uh, over in the other, you know, parts, uh, chilling, having a good time. And then you got Apex Mobile, the problem child, the middle, you know, the smallest middle child, whatever, just throwing a temper tantrum, not getting its way, and it's, you can't not talk about it. So they released the, the advertisements that they put out recently. Oh, don't make me, bro. <laughs> so 
You saw so, the one of the the two girls that supposedly dog, that like was met terrible. playing Apex or something. I was like, what is this? Dude, it, it was oh, an ad too, right? Because I looked, I was yes, trying to find like yes. their TikTok channel or something. Yes. I was like, that I don't, they don't have a TikTok, so this has to be an ad, which makes it that much worse. Yeah. So Apex Mobile has, I think this might be a big issue as to why the growth of the game hasn't been where people expected it to be is because the marketing and the way they promoted the game because i think a lot of people um have like we're very if you're watching this podcast like you're in the mobile community obviously myself and bobby like we're in the mobile community we think we find out about things you know as they're happening or days after they happen people like still don't even know warzone mobile's coming people didn't don't know cod mobile's a thing like people so if in that respect like people might not know apex mobile is a thing unless they see an advertisement for it uh, and so obviously like you know the way ads are nowadays they're super good so if they know you play apex there's a good chance you're gonna get served an apex mobile ad and if you're watching i don't know dude a mr beast video and you see one of these ads come across i would go on the app store and block that game never <laughs> being on my phone i would think that game has malware in in its code because the the ads it's what are they like bro I mean, the, I the other one that I saw on Twitter was just like some. It's like, like Fiverr. It's like a, it's like a voiceover. Yeah, it's like a Fiverr ad, like a voiceover lady, and she's not bad at what she does, but it's just her sitting in front of a computer talking about the game. I'm like, there. It's just zero production put into it. it Honestly, maybe that is. Maybe they're hosting like a Fiverr contest or something to see who can Dude. drive the most advertisements and whoever does gets their gig changed from $5 per gig to $10 to 10. per gig. Have you seen that um there's some ads on TikTok where they like reverse engineer you in such a smart way where it's like I've been hearing a lot about this new game um Project Apex Legends Mobile and I've been, you know so we're going to go in we're going to hop in test it out and the whole time it's an ad. So they're filming it as if it's like a, a native organic piece of content. Um, and because on TikTok, the little like sponsored ad thing is at the bottom left corner and it's super small, like it takes you a second to realize, oh, this is an ad, but by then they've already got you. And so it's almost like they're trying to do that of like, guys, I just like quirkily randomly found out about this new awesome game called Apex Legends Mobile. And like, I got my friends on it and there's like multiplayer and there's something called Battle Royale. Don't even know if you've heard of that mode before. It's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, one, no one's falling for this. Two, you're getting like the most stock gameplay of dudes running around. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally watching this right now. This is on, um, I think Ice, um, Ice Stream just got, like, randomly got served this ad, or maybe someone sent this to him. What does it say? Yeah, my buddy, though, he's a total Bangalore. <laughs> what does that mean? Dude, even as an Apex player, that means nothing. Like, what's yeah. You love to sit in smokes and camp? Like, it's just, it's the stock gameplay we've seen on every ad, you know, for three months now mm -hmm. of someone walking up, doing a finisher, someone running into action, and then she's sitting there, let's see, for literally 12 seconds. She's not even the center. It's like, it's like if I was sitting here like this, you'll see it on, on camera, Bobby. It's like if I'm sitting here, guys, have you heard of Apex Mobile? It's the newest mobile game. It's sick. Like, not even, it, like, bro, I'm going on tangents right now, but it's because, um... Who is it? Yeah, it's like when Sandy replied, this looks like another cheesy mobile game ad, not a AAA title like Apex. Um, they should have got Apex creators to do this, which is 
pay good money. And then who was it? Um, dude, what's his name? Mod Six. He's like an actual in oh, real yeah. life. I believe he's like he, he he's runs a, a marketing agency. Yeah, he runs a marketing agency. He was like, bro, give me the budget they had for this, and I would have done ten times better. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's valid. It's just at every turn, it's so hard to like defend Apex and what they do. Yeah. Like, that's I think that's the main problem is like, at the beginning we you can give it the the game a little bit of slack of like okay it's a new game you have some bugs glitches, of course, we're like two and a half months into this game, being on the app store, and you're like all right bro this can't be excused like yeah we're we're at the point where they're they added, uh perks into ranked the other day, which if you don't know is like just kind of makes ranked way more casual and less competitive. Mm -hmm. And they replied to their own tweet saying like, it was because they needed data collection. And I was like, bro, what? Like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. we're introducing perks. Um, I just, dude, I don't know. I swear I saw something about them. I'm on their Twitter now. Let me see if I can find it. But it's like, that's such a like, it's like that's your problem. Yeah. Like that's your problem to get data on your back end. Mm -hmm. Like don't ruin my gameplay experience because you don't have enough data because not enough people play your game. Yeah. Um, and it came across very like, oh, we're you know, no biggie. It's like personally, I don't think I'm gonna hit predator this season. I don't have enough care in me mm -hmm. to play that much. Um, it's like, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I think the other thing that people have been talking about for Apex is the change in matchmaking. So I saw they had the update and everybody's like, oh, lobbies are so sweaty now. It's so much fun. All you got to do is make the diamond. I'm like, number one, you're telling me I have to fight bots for like at least yeah. five hours before I can actually get to competitive matchmaking. But number two, I think they're saying like, is it six minute queues? Is that about no? no? Um, we were. I was playing in the afternoon, so my experience may differ. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was getting like two. I think the biggest queue time I ever saw was four minutes, but usually mm -hmm. it's like two to three minutes. Yeah. Um, which I'm not opposed to, but at the same time, yeah. the fact that like you only get competitive matchmaking once you hit diamond is like, oh my gosh, now it's an absolute chore. Unless you're like grinding the first day of the season and making it to diamond to master whatever it is with every single other sweat, then you're going to be stuck in bot lobbies for however many hours as you try to make it up there. It's like there's there's no in between. Like there's not like a gradual decrease yep. of the bots. It's like hit diamond and there's no bots. But I'm sitting <laughs> here like because I don't even want to play the game on stream because I'm not fighting any real people. So I'm like, well, yep. I'm playing video games, might as well stream it, but nobody's gonna wanna watch me run around Kings Canyon, which also is just not <laughs> terrible, a good bro. rank it's map terrible. in general. Um, yeah, I, I was I gonna know. say like the, the other problem is like, yeah, I, I don't even wanna stream the game anymore because it takes me, you know, previously I'd be able to stream for three hours and get maybe like arguably three to four games that I could be like, this was really solid. This could be a video. Mm -hmm. Now it takes me three hours to maybe get one game that I'm like, this is worth an upload. And it's like, I don't want to stream that because there's so much downtime in these, in the queue times, the in-between fights. And then you get into a fight and you have one five-minute third, fourth, sixth, eighth party fest in the game. And then the lobby's dead. So it, yeah, the lobbies are harder, but there's still two, three glaring issues of 
the games die out so fast that yeah. like previously they dialed third zone now they doubt like fourth maybe going into fifth zone so they're arguably a little bit more fun and competitive but everyone just apes everyone there's no tactical gameplay yeah, it's not strategic at all there's it's like oh dude i hear gunshots you guys want to go and that's uh, also what happens when you like as far as like ranks where people are when people go from facing all bots in every lobby so you can ape everything and then they're immediately placed into the sweatiest lobbies possible like they're not going to do anything else they're not going to change their strategy like oh these guys are probably bots i'll just jump on them and see what happens and that's just kind of like the nature of things when you don't have any type of gradual change from full bot lobbies into full sweat lobbies and there's no in between that's just gonna be kind of the natural response yeah and i was gonna say like that's the other problem is you still have that skill disparity between players of like you can have two diamond or even master players and their skill can be drastically different and not just because one played the game and is a mobile you know native and they're their grinder you can have people who just put a bunch of time into the game and because mm -hmm. the rank system is still pretty forgiving up to like the high diamonds yep. you don't have to be good and so solo queuing is a nightmare and i think the honestly probably the biggest problem as to why the apex community just dropped off is because anyone trying to solo queue either got paired with teammates who dropped by themselves didn't res them they sucked at the game like the solo queue experience is by far the worst of any game i've ever played um and it's like if i have if i know i have to have a squad to play a game that's so unmotivating because yeah. mobiles you know you whip out your phone you load it up and you play it, it's Having... all about like low attention span gameplay which i think is yeah. part of the reason they're trying to get multiplayer to be popular realistically <laughs> like the multiplayer is never going to surpass cod mobile regardless of how advanced you make it or whatever it is yeah. um but yeah i think that's a lot of what it comes down to and like you said it's just not fun to play yeah. solo squads unless you're like an absolute god tier player even if you are a god tier player if there's any type of semi-decent team in the lobby like that's just the way apex is you're not gonna get 1v3'd if you are a, a remotely good team and so it's just yeah and, and then that's yeah. i was gonna say this other like even if you're a god like for like maybe the top 100 players in the world could consistently solo squad by like 1v3 teams you can get a 1v2 every now and again but as long as you're going up a a, a team with two thumbs mm -hmm. and more than like three iq points you're gonna lose to them in a 1v3 because yep. right now there's no movement there's no outplaying it's just gun skill and you can't gun skill three people against your one mm -hmm. uh so i don't know I maybe how about this? We'll make a we'll make an oath to not talk about Apex the next podcast. I'm down. Is that a deal? Yep. <laughs> and then our next podcast is gonna be five minutes long. Uh, so I don't know. Apex is I honestly like listen, man, I want to not like I want to be unbiased, but I also don't want to just crap on the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's too far gone. But bro, they gotta do something, man. The the marketing, I think, is the thing that has to change right now because the current marketing is not drawing people. I think what they need is esports. Um, yeah, I think esports are the most consistently time proven method to market a game and get people to be committed to your game. Number one, just like to be entertained by it, but number two, to get people to desire to grind to that top level. Because I remember, like, when the game started, people were so excited to run scrims and everything. And now I, I would imagine it's probably a lot tougher to fill those scrim lobbies because 
there's not anything on the line there have been people saying algs mobile is coming i'm i'm not going to really give any weight to any of that because it hasn't been yeah. confirmed by an actual source but that that could be what starts the revival of apex i think uh the longer they wait to hop into esports the the more the game is going to continue to die but we'll have to wait and see yeah i don't know it's something's got to change and who knows what that's going to be i'm uh done waiting for something to happen it's almost like i want to be uh like reactionary like oh shoot they had this update cool i don't want to have to be like proactive and like tweeting mm -hmm. them every day like do this do that do that. like yeah. if it happens it happens if not you guys can catch me on cod mobile because they <laughs> actually have a good, decent game yep uh so is that it is that it for the podcast i'm done i'm done i'm done with my rant so yep. just gonna give you a fyi i think uh i think that wraps up most of the topics that we had to talk <laughs> about if you guys have any guests that you would like to see on future episodes let us know down in the comments below obviously uh, we've had a couple on here and there, and we have people that are making their way into mobile that maybe haven't been there in recent months. So let us know down in the comments, but that's going to wrap things up for the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube, follow if you're on Spotify, and check us out on other socials as well. That's going to be it for this episode. We'll catch you guys in the next one.